Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at FisherHomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Finance provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. So we are so happy, He Said, Ella Dijo listeners, because we have listened to this. She's an amazing guest. Over 1.8 million followers on Instagram. She is a force to be reckoned with when it comes to gaming, podcasting, and WWE. She's a fellow proud Puerto Rican and can be seen weekly on WWE SmackDown, airing Fridays at 8, 7 Central on Fox. She also has a new podcast, Selvix and Charlie Girl, with fellow WWE superstar Dakota K, which has been described Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai. I'm sorry, which has been <laughs> described as cyberpunk gamer podcast. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Let's bring her in, Selena Vega. So, Selena, thank you for being here with us. Thank you guys for having me. I was just commenting. Look at that. Explain to me your your backdrop. This is like I know you're into anime and stuff. Is that what all? That's that what that is. Most of it, yeah. It's uh, anime, gaming, all kinds of different statues, and just my little nerdy things, you know. But I, I've always been a huge fan of that stuff since I was a kid, so it's nice to just have a... They always say, like, okay, when you get adult money, you get to spend it on all the stuff you wanted as a kid and no one can say anything. Perfect example. I want to talk to you a little bit more about gaming for sure, but let's start with WWE because, you know, as a kid I grew up, that was a big deal to me. Um, were you a big WWE fan? I was a Lucha Libre because I grew up in Puerto Rico and I was obsessed with what we called Lucha Libre, but I was into local Lucha Libre. So I was not as much as in like WWE, WWE because like I, 
Yeah, exactly. But I remember, like, and this is a true story. I don't know if you know this uh, because you're a fellow Puerto Rican. There, we had a a champion called Carlitos Colon. I don't know if you have ever heard of Carlitos yes. Colon, right? And Carlitos <laughs> Colon, I lived for Carlitos Colon. Carlitos Colon was uh, like our number one wrestler, wrestler. We had the Invader. We have so many. First of all, this cracks me up that she even knows Abdullah, this because I'm, I'm shocked that she was Abdullah into this. Abdullah the Butcher. I mean, we have so <laughs> many. Abdullah the Butcher? Abdullah the Butcher. Andre the, the Giant. Oh, we I know Andre the he'll Giant. He'll come yeah. to Puerto Rico to fight and it was huge. But Carlitos Colon lived in my same neighborhood and my street at the very end was a park. And and this is a true story because I wanted my mom, my dad wanted me to be a, a how you call a, a runner. It has a, a, a sprinter. No, but track and field. Track and field. Track and field because I was really, really fast. Right? My mom wanted, wanted me to be a dancer. My dad wanted me to be a, like an athlete. And he will train me and he will take me to the park and Carlitos Colon will do his jogging, right? At that park. And it will be like a highlight every week for me to go to the park just to sit down and see Carlitos Colon train. That's funny. I That's so loved cool. him. So who was your inspiration? Because, you know, like my generation, I grew up obviously Hulk Hogan and it was Ultimate Warrior and Randy Savage and all these guys. What inspired you to go into WWE? I know you grew up in New York. What what was, what was the impetus yeah. to this rise? Rey Mysterio, actually. Wow. Yeah, Rey Mysterio was like everything to me when I was a kid, especially because, I mean, I'm only five feet on a very, very good day. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, for him, for me watching him, I'm like, wow, if he can do that and he can be champion, like, why can't I, you know, so watching him and Lita and the Hardys and stuff. So it was those kind of, you know, Eddie Guerrero, like, it's just, it's cool to be, you know, watching Ray as a kid. I remember thinking like, Guys, it was Halloween Havoc '97, uh, him versus Eddie, and then thinking like, oh, I really want to do this now. And now I'm getting to be in a faction with him in the LWO. So it's getting to watch him as a kid and now working alongside him is like still mind blowing to me. Yeah, that's incredible. How does that process even start? So as a young as a young girl, and you decide I want to go into wrestling, professional wrestling. Did you wrestle as a kid? Were you? I mean, like in school and all that, or? How does that even, what is that journey like? It's fascinating to me. So um, I started training with my cousin. Um, his name is Amazing Red. He was in Impact Wrestling. He was uh, he was very much known without uh, throughout the indie circuit. And I started training with him when I was like 17. And then I started going to different training schools with different people. A lot of his friends in New Jersey. Um, like Jay Lethal, and then I got to go to North Carolina and work with the Hardys and the Hurricane, and then I got to go to Florida. I had my first tryout with WWE back in 2010, and I didn't end up making it to WWE until 2017. So it took over time. So there's an underground circuit of mm-hmm. wrestling, essentially, that you're sort of climbing the ranks, and then you get those opportunities to go audition for the, you know, the major organization that everybody knows about. And that's obviously a massive break, like in our world with acting, like there's these moments, right? When you, you break, that's how it starts. I had no idea. What are the sports, what are, what are the sports that you have to, besides wrestling, are there other disciplines that you took growing up to become like a WWE star? So for me, I wanted to do, my mom wanted to get me into dancing and uh-huh. as I, I was never really big into dance. I did it because it just was something else. I mean, I did step. I did, you know, I loved baseball and swimming and stuff. But uh, when I watched wrestling and I knew I couldn't start it yet because you have to be 
obviously like 18 to start. I started a little earlier than that. But um, my mom was like, well, what do you like about it? Like besides the in-ring stuff, what else did you like about it? And for me, it was, well, I love, you know, seeing like, you know, Lita and, and Trish Stratus go again, you know, going at it backstage and yelling at each other. And, you know, um, the storylines between The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. She's like, okay, so you like the the backstage, like the drama of it. So The entertainment start, of it all, yeah. Yeah, so start acting. And then that's how I started acting as a kid. I went into it in high school, did it in college, and that kind of helped, you know, start that. Because there's so many layers, obviously, to being a WWE, a WWE superstar. So to have that acting background definitely helped when it came mm-hmm. to displaying the emotion in the ring but also backstage that's amazing the the height because you're saying you're petite right you're tiny mm-hmm. um usually wrestlers um that are part of that world of entertainment right are there much like are the girls much taller than you most of them are um they would i'd say the range is probably anywhere from five four to five eight something like that there's a few of us that are around five feet to five two um but most of them are around that five four five five range what is the advantage that you think you have by being so petite compared to the one that is like you're fighting somebody that is like five eight uh well they won't have ankles after that but no i'm kidding uh no No, but it's yeah it's you know you get you're quick to the ground you're trying to like get everybody down to your size so you have like these little plans and strategies that you go into the ring trying to Obviously, like someone like uh, Nia Jax, who's probably, I think, like 5'10 or something like oh, that. Wow. And uh, I look at her and I'm like, okay, knees, have to go for the knees. And like you mm-hmm. just have like these little strategies and making sure that you, as long as they can't catch you, then then you're okay for the time being. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, w- I want to ask you about your moment of, of, I know you're proud Puerto Rican. And you got to be a part of your WWE backlash in a sold-out crowd at Coliseo. I'm going to say that correctly, right? Coliseo. Coliseo de Puerto Rico, Jose Miguel. Agrelot. Agrelot. I wasn't going to get that word. Right. I've been there. I've been to this Coliseum. I've been there before. Uh, We go to Puerto Rico all the time. Um, What was that like to be in Puerto Rico? And I mean, I'm sold-out crowd, probably going insane for you. Puerto Rican. (laughs) Uh, That must be an incredible feeling. I, I always say this uh, and then I kind of stop myself and I'm like, besides my wedding day, but it was like the best day of my life. Like, oh, that's awesome. By that's far, so awesome. By far. I mean, I have never experienced anything like that. It was, it was almost as if, you know, it didn't matter because obviously there's a difference between like, oh, you're born in New York, but you're Puerto Rican or you're born on the island, you're Puerto Rican. Like there's so many people that, you know, they'll, they'll kind of like to, to, pick it apart but that day and that ring in that moment it didn't matter mm. where you know you were Puerto Rican through there didn't matter what hair color you had what how much Spanish you spoke nothing it mattered just that you're there you're our girl we're gonna support you and it was just I felt like I was like in a in a weird dream sequence because even I was fighting my emotions the whole time because I, I knew I was like yeah. I have to at least go in there and just get it done and just do it like I was really fighting and Ray was just like Selena don't do that just be in the moment just Mm -hmm. whatever happens happens just feel it and that's when it's gonna be the best for you so I was like okay and right before I went I was like okay I'm good I got this I got this and then as soon as I went out and I opened up the flag and I heard like the crowd come up I was like crazy 
I was like, I'm done for. This is it. This, that was <laughs> yeah, it. That's so awesome. Are you yeah. planning to go to go like you want to go back again anytime soon? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of family members, too, who are there, which is really cool because they don't get to see me all the time. And we're here in you know New York or, or wherever it is, New Jersey, like what most of my family's in New York and Connecticut. But you know, my family over there in San Juan, they don't really get to see me all the time. So be able to have them there was just so, so cool. And uh, it's funny because my grandmother was like, yeah, I don't know. Like somebody else called me and said that they're somehow related to us all of a sudden. And they, you know, they, said they know you. And, you know, so I'm like, I just, I want to go back. And I feel like it's, it's also ha gave me such a, like a, like a motivation. Cause sometimes, especially then the, at that point, point in my career specifically um, before that happened there was a lot of like oh my god like this is hard it's like you know the constant grind it's really difficult like I'm not getting the opportunity that I want I really feel like I want to go for this and like you you could see so much for yourself but you're just like fighting the grind every day and it gets hard I mean you guys know obviously like mm -hmm. the grind can get hard and it was as if it completely like restarted me and just gave me a whole new appreciation for everything and you know I, I think it's cool because now I'm like telling my husband, okay, so we're going to go back now, right? I just hope that they do a WrestleMania there because I felt be like cool. also, right? Like, I just think that Puerto Rico was one of the best crowds that we've ever had. And mm -hmm. I think that they also, because it was 18 years since WWE was there um, prior to that event. So it was as if they were like, oh, no, we're going to make sure you guys come back. So they went over and, and beyond. Like, of they course. went all out as a as a as a as a crowd and is that the event that, that Bad Bunny did Bad Bunny attended or oh, that's something else guys I know that's the one yeah. so yes. I think he will I, I think he's the one he's to bring big, it back he's a big WWE fan. if he wants to bring it back I'm sure he'll produce it I um, think that'd be great that'd be incredible if he does it I'm sure I wonder if he's cooking something I don't know regarding to that that's huh. the rock who's cooking something no but you know what I mean I'm just silly like, you know what even, even, even the rock even Dwayne should do should cook something uh, well, over there that'd be Dwayne, huge Dwayne's got his hands full now he's like on the board of, of the whole organization that just bought the WWE but all he needs to do is put his name and then people in Puerto Rico will what would put be it like together, your you know? ultimate goal yeah. in WWE success um, what, what, are you, what are you aiming for I, so I um, initially I wanted to be able to say that I was a WWE superstar and, and that came from you know loving it as a kid and going to events with my dad and wanting to accomplish because he wanted to do that as well like to be a, a WWE superstar but like with three jobs and kids like that just wasn't going to be a thing so I was like as a kid like I'm going to do it like four years old I'm going to do it I'm going to be the wrestler of the family and then getting to now do that for me and to do that for him was such a big accomplishment and I didn't think you know I was gonna have like a first time ever or like a history making moment in the WWE books is like to be the first ever queen of the ring and I got to do that um cool. be a tag team champion I got to do that but I've never had singles uh gold before so I would love to be like the women's champion like that's that's my goal and I'm, I'm sure just like in you know boxing and even UFC all that WWE there's a lot you can't control right like I mean there is there's a lot of politics. You know what I mean? I, I'm just like in the UFC, like you want to fight, you don't get the fight. Dana White doesn't line the fight up. You're not going to get that chance. Like there are probably tons of hurdles of politics that you have to deal with in WWE, right? That could be completely out of your control. Even if you're ready, you might not get that shot, but you just have to keep proving yourself. Is that the deal? Yeah. And sometimes it just lines up with, you know, what, what venue are we going to? What, what, you know, uh, where are we trying to get, you know, crowd wise, where are we trying to get more viewers in what part of the world or, you know, there's, there's so many 
different aspects to it or like, you know, who's getting a, a, a part in a video game that we need to push? Who's getting, the, you know, like they, they map things out like yearly. So they kind of know where they want to go. And obviously they get some surprises along the way and they have to, you know, change things up. But it's, uh, it's definitely zero of it is in our control. The only yeah. thing that is, is once we get out there and making sure that you deliver during the chances that they do give you. Makes sense. Do you want to be able to continue exploring the acting thing? Uh, I know you're lending your voice to like like video games and, and movies, but do you, still, do you see yourself in front of the camera and actually transitioning? Like, uh, is it Tia? What's the name of the MMA fighter? Um, oh, Carano. Yeah, like a Tia Carano. Gia, Gia like, Carano. Yeah, like Gia. Like, do you see yourself doing that? Do you know what? I, I can be a freaking the next Michelle Rodriguez, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I would love that. I mean, I got to do um, fighting with my family. Like, Dwayne was the um, the producer on that. So he asked me to, to you know, be the, the bad guy in the movie, which is really fun. But I think after that, it, first of all, it was one of the most fun times I've ever had just in life. But I was like, I think I actually really want to do this and I had no idea that it was going to be something I was going to really enjoy to that degree because it was just foreign to me in the sense where I knew I would plug my acting into wrestling and not have to do it in a in film so it, it became something that I'm like wow I'd really love to do this and I, I think at some point I would like to to transition into that and I, but here's the other side of it it's like Uh, same thing with wrestling. You're starting from the bottom and you have to pay your dues to get to where you want to go. I mean, so I imagine it's the same thing there. So it's just I'm a grind that I have to be ready for also. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. I want to switch gears for a second because this is actually this. I don't even know if will, if if you'll have heard of this, but maybe you have. So you're a gamer. I am not a gamer, but I, I'm an investor in a big gamer organization called NRG. I don't know if you've okay. heard of that org, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I guess we just. I just found out. I was talking to our president. We just uh, won North America for League of Legends, and we went the farthest of any American team in in Asia and all this stuff. I, all this world, I've been learning a ton about. You now yeah. are doing a podcast dedicated to gaming. So you're that big of a gamer. What is your game? What's your, what's your get up and I got to do, or I got to, you know, I got to go compete online. What is it? So there's, there's a lot. I'm really into fighting games though. Like fighting games is like it for me because uh, I think with Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat and Tekken are like the the top three and they've done such a good job of you know, having some fun fighting, like eventually you get tired of like the back and forth, okay, round for round, but they've also incorporated really amazing storylines and that's where I get super involved. I'm like, ooh, okay. Plus, I, I do take a lot of my inspiration from the, the characters as far as, what you know, if they're really cool looking, I'm like, oh, can I add that to my outfit somehow or my entrance piece or uh, how can I add this to my... Um, there's some of the moves that I've actually taken from there too. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, how can I make this work on an actual human Uh, or like uh, taking a character, like uh, even just someone like uh, Jin Kazama or or Kazuya Mishima from Tekken and saying, wow, he was such a good bad guy and I'm a bad guy right now. I like how he said that. How can I apply this to my storyline? So it's, it's just like, yeah, dissecting characters and, and I mean that's something I love doing as a kid too is just what do I like about, you know, this moment when I got to see uh, you know, cause Jin Kaza or uh Kazuya Mishima finally throw his dad off the cliff after he did it, like, you know, that moment, like what I felt, how can I dissect that to apply it in the ring so that I get to make the fans feel what I felt in a similar way. It's interesting. I've never, you know, I grew up playing games on Nintendo. I mean, it was just, that was the types of games I played, but you're talking Street Fighter, all those things, but where yeah, there's a big difference between Nintendo. Um, well, I mean, that was years, the foundation of gaming. 30 no, years no, no. ago. No, but that was the foundation of gaming. And what I'm saying, my point that I'm I remember getting to Pac-Man. Yeah. I mean, we're talking Atari. I, did, I actually grew up playing Atari. If we're really going to go way back, um, Frogger <laughs> didn't have much of a storyline, neither did Donkey Kong, but, but it's true what you say. And I never really thought about that. There gamers probably often play, for that backstory and that character development, because I mean, I'm just coming to this realization now, but as you think about gaming and the evolution of it, there is, look, I did a video game once, believe it or not, it was called beyond two souls with 
uh, who's now Elliot Page, um, Willem Dafoe, and myself, and this guy, Kadeem Hardison. And it was this thousand-page script, and we only got these tiny little pieces. And it was the first video game ever where we each were playing entirely like our bodies, our voice, and our movements. It was the first game ever made to do that. Mm-hmm. And it was a massive story. It was choose your own adventure. Everything the player would do, you'd choose what's going to happen with my character and that character, uh, it's, it's, et cetera. Yeah. And I never really thought about that. You're right. There's such a backstory. And, and now to hear that that actually is a big part of what you use, even in your own performance and your mm-hmm. character development in WWE is fascinating to me. That's really cool. That's crazy. Yeah, so your podcast it- is going to be dissecting all that kind of stuff. That's what you want to talk about. So it's a lot of that. It's uh, so my friend uh, who I do this with, her name is Charlie. She uh, she's a huge gamer, too. Um, she's very much like the I call her like the gaming Bible when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like she knows a lot of the, you know, backstories and characters and how to like what the I don't want to say the cheat codes are, but kind of. Um, but me, I get to bring more of the anime aspect to it also because she doesn't know too much about anime. So it's like a blend of the two. And we, we always talk about how do we apply that to wrestling and how can, you know, because before, like right now, I'm a good guy. So luckily I get to share this kind of nerdy side with the, with the fans. But prior to that, I was like a total horrible, horrible bad guy. And um, I just, I remember looking at, um, there was a few different bad guys that I would base my character on. And then just, even just some of their lines, I would take it and say, okay, how can I, put this into Zelina's mind and what would she say to make it so that people could feel that evil like whatever he was thinking like how can I apply that to her and eventually it led to um, me getting the voice actor for one of my favorite characters to do my intro like when every time I would hit the ring and my music would play he would say all hail the queen queen Zelina and then I would walk out so it was like blend of everything it's like a crazy full circle so I think WWE fans find will find this fascinating because it's it's one thing, it's like what we get asked a lot even as actors. It's one thing to see the performance, right, and see what you do on stage. It's another thing for a real fan to understand what goes into that performance. What's your preparation? How did you, like you said, come up with your intro song? How did you come up with your name? How did you, your walk, your attitude, this character, that character when you're in the ring, and that, how that evolves. Um, I find that fascinating because there's so much work put into it it's not just go in there and fight you're not just given this persona then you just have to go act it out you're writing a lot of the script of what you do yeah do you guys and i guess to flip it on you guys for a second but do you guys (laughs) get to do that at all for for your characters that you do you you know get to explore that when you're given a character or do you have to kind of just like find yourself in the perimeters of who this person is that you're given you know, that's actually, I think it's a great question. I, it, I, it's a combination. It depends on the material. It depends on the people involved. You know how open they are for you to actually come in with a proposal. <laughs> oh, this is the way I see it. Can I make these changes? Um, this doesn't speak organic to me. People don't talk like that. You know, sometimes they're very gracious and they allow you to have an opinion. And I've been in situations where they tell you there's a coma, you pause. You know, okay. it's, it's very restricted. It's very specific, especially when it comes to comedy. You know, um, comedy writers are so um, specific about how they want the, the joke to be placed and said for yeah. it to be effective. So it, de- it depends in the situation. When you do like usually independent movies, little movies that they allow you to actually have a voice and an interpretation is beautiful. 
You know, yeah. I did I did this thing in Spanish. It was as a TV show, as a series in Spanish. Um, it was four actresses, and I think to me, first of all, I was speaking in my first language, which was already so much freedom. Um, but the work is pretty magical because they allowed us to just be free and say, you know, you don't have to stick to the page. I want to see what you have to bring to the table, and the and the improvisation that went on. Um, everybody within their characters was just the most incredible experience ever. And it, it shows when you look at the material on screen, everybody is so free. You have, you watch something like succession, you know, and on, is it HBO? HBO Max, yeah. HBO Max, you know, that won everything, but it's so evident that those actors were allowed the luxury just to be and, yeah. and, and, and just do what was right for the character and it, it, it is so, you can tell when you see that or you see a typical network TV show and you see the acting, it's like not a day. But I also you know? think it's a combination, no matter what, as an actor, and maybe it's very similar even in your position, but you're given a script, right? Mm. Even to earn the job, you're, hundreds of people are reading the same script. So you're still bringing your own interpretation of the character to the page. Right. And at the end of the day, they're either going to like your version or like somebody else's version. Now, that could be a look, that could be a demeanor, that could be an attitude, but it's still what you're bringing. I think as you, and she's right, independent, you might have more freedom. Big, big, big movie stars have a bit more freedom. If you're on a show like Succession, they probably gain even more freedom as the seasons go on. Same with like my show. I'm in a fifth season. As the seasons go on, I have more of a say in who I think the character is. And it it evolves. And as you've been on shows longer, you did, you know, four seasons of a show, you, you have more of an opinion of what's going on with those characters. So I think you're always bringing something and yeah. the, the, she's right. Some, some creators don't give you that freedom or directors or, you know, writers in general, but it's a collaborative event for sure. You know what just happened to me? I was in Atlanta shooting something um, that it was, the IP was a romance novel that I guess it's a very huge, like best New York Times bestseller, whatever romance novel. So I go in and I do my work, you know, I know my lines, I do my homework, I show up to do, there's no, there's no rehearsal time, there's no table reads, I just show up to work. Yeah. And a lot of the dialogue was, okay, it's beautiful, but it's not the way in a million years I will speak, you know? So mm -hmm. and when I mm -hmm. act, I, I improvise a lot and I add a lot of little things, you know, that it's, that it makes me, makes me comfortable. And I'll never forget, so I'm doing the scene. Um, so we're rehearsing, you know, we're blocking with the cameras and the director comes over and says, listen, you can't change um, any words, like nothing. And I'm like, I'm, I just added like, you know, you know? And he said, no, no, no you, you can't do it, I'm going, but why? And he goes, I don't, sorry, I should have said this to you before and, and maybe your team should have said something, but because this audience that, that we're aiming for are like fanatics of romance novels, mm -hmm. they all the, the the scripts are very much verbatim taken from the book. So the scenes oh, wow. are written in the book. So the audience gets so upset if you change anything because it's mm -hmm. almost like they know this writing by heart. So if you come in with your interpretation, they get really, really upset. So you That's cannot crazy. change That's tough. anything. <laughs> I freaking died. This is the first day that I show up for work. And I was like, if I would have known this, I think my decision would have been different about taking the job or not. Right. Just because 
I understand it, but it's dialogue because it's a romance novel. Who speaks yeah. like a freaking romance novel? You know what I mean? So I was like, <laughs> it's doable for me because I will just change it. I will make it more me and it'll be a lot of fun. When I'm telling you that it took me hours to be able to be like, Ross, cut it out. You're here already. <laughs> Respect the material. You know, it is what it is. Just do what you're told and freaking don't change a word. But it was hard at the beginning. I was like, oh my God, I just, I'm saying it. And my stomach wants to turn because right, it's like, right. but at the end I did it. And listen, it's, it's going to be beautiful and it was effective. And I guess the audience of that type of material, they're going to be very happy. <laughs> so right, right, right. Do you have that freedom in wrestling to bring? Or yes. is it very, you have a lot of freedom. Yeah. It's so it depends on who is, uh, in, I would say in charge at the time, but it, it depends on. Um, so for instance, triple H who, who's my boss, he, I was working with him. There's so there's NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. So it's three different shows. Um, NXT initially from 2017 to 2018, I believe, uh, is when I was working with Triple H. And he once he kind of saw how I how I was and what I brought to the character that he was looking for, he was like, "Okay, yeah, I trust you. Just here's a skeleton of what we want. Just fill it with the meat of what you think fits oh, best." Because one of the points, yeah, one of the points that he would say to me is like. I don't know what a girl from Queens, like Puerto Rican girl from Queens, New York, I, I don't know what she would say, but you do. So however you think you should put that into this, do it. And by the way, that's very valid. I wish a lot of um, people in entertainment thought that way because it's true, right? Like, you know what your persona would bring to a situation. If you're playing a Puerto Rican girl, it'd be very difficult, different for somebody else who's not Puerto Rican to say, nah, you'd do it like this. Be like, no, I wouldn't. I'm Puerto Rican. This is how I would do it. So right, it's, a, it's, right. it's, a, it's a very valid um, way of collaborating. For I have sure. a question for you because you must have um, a lot of young women, you know, that look up to you. You have a huge social me media presence, you know, and, and what you do is actually pretty cool. You know, to be a female Latino wrestler, it's really, really cool. What would be your main advice that you would give to all these girls that go, oh my God, Selena Vega, I love wrestling. I, I want to be a part of that world. What would be the main advice? So I would say the first thing is never take no for an answer because I was told every kind of no possible. You're too small. You're not pretty enough. You're not, you know, you don't, you don't have the blonde hair and the big boobs and the stuff. And, you know, you're, you're, there were so many things, you know, as to, as to why. Uh, and even at one point it was just like, oh, and someone who wasn't even involved with WWE at all, they're like, oh, you're not going to make it. Like, you're not a white girl with, you know, that was a, a big part of it. It was like, I wanted to do this to show, yeah, you don't have to be just the white girl with blonde hair and big boobs to make it in WWE. Like, WWE is a nice melting pot of all these beautiful cultures, and they do a really good job of celebrating who you are. And, and that's why I think they put me in, in the stage of, you know, Puerto Rico for backlash. You know, it was to celebrate that. And I think mm -hmm. that's such a nice thing that, that we're able to do. And it's just never take no for an answer. Celebrate who you are and, and who, you know, whatever it is that you're representing, because I feel like you're always going to be a representation for someone, whether that is because of your culture, whether it's because you're a gamer, because you're a nerd, because you're, you know, you like cats. I have 10 cats, you know? So it's like you, you just, you're representing for, for people in so many ways. And um, yeah, I think that's just like a cool thing that you get to do for, for other people is just to say like, well, if, if she can make it, why can't I? 
Would you advise if you ever had a little daughter, like a little girl, would you be happy if she says, I want, I want to be like mom, I want to be a wrestler? Yeah, I would. Mm. I would. I know that it's it's difficult because um, I know for my mom, she was very scared. She was very, yeah. very scared. She was afraid that I was going to be exploited. She was afraid that I was going to get hurt. Right. And, you know, um, but for me now seeing how wrestling has progressed and how WWE is and the landscape is now with everybody in charge and everyone that's, you know, really pushing for female wrestling, uh, I'd, I'd be stoked on it. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, this well is I great. think this is incredible. Yeah. So, can you tell us where people can find you? I'll talk about the the, the podcast, the name, and the, Zelvix and, the, and Charlie Girl, correct? So, yeah. how do you say it? Zelvix. Zelvix, yes. Zelvix and Charlie Girl, and I, I it's sort of described as uh, you. Actually, you describe it. I want to hear you describe it because I, I have a note <laughs> of how to describe it. I want you to describe the podcast so our <laughs> listeners know. Well, it's it's. I'm curious how yours says it because it started out as something that was just for gamers, but it's evolved and just been more inclusive to people who are just nerds overall and love gaming and wrestling and anime and just you know people who can relate to two best friends just being total nerds with each other and just having a good time and just exploring all kinds of of different games and and you know different things that. You know, we even just got recently, we got tattoos, Pokemon tattoos, you know, just because we hit a sub goal, you know, so it's just, it's fun. It's something that uh, we really love including the fans and, and uh, just having fun. Yeah. That's perfect. I think it's a perfect description. It's <laughs> two know. great genres meeting. You got WWE and you got, you got gaming, which is huge. Next time yeah. you go to PR, to the big Coliseum to fight, we should go. Let's be there. It'd be awesome. I would <laughs> love that. I would absolutely love that for sure. Beautiful. Well, thank Thanks you, Selena. You're wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. So nice Bendicionis. to meet you guys. Nice you meeting well. you too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> Take care. Bye. That was awesome. So I've been good. a WWE fan. I mean, I, you know, I would love, I, you know, Dylan, I think would get a kick out of going to a WWE event. Um, I've actually never been to a live event, but I grew up a huge fan, had all the characters. I mean, I've never had a chance to talk to I mean, I guess in this sense, I mean, we know something, we met the rock, we know the mm -hmm. rock, you know, something like that, but like talking about the past and how you get there, what do you do? And, and the drive to become a WWE star is, is, uh, is really cool. So that was, that was fun. How here. much is it choreographed? I wanted to ask her, but I didn't want to be like tricky. Like, well, it sounds like ridiculous. there's some freedom. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming some is, and I, you know, there are politics. I don't know. And I also don't, it didn't want to go into the behind the scenes of what WWE is, but it, I know it is very physical. People get hurt all the time. It's but in terms of who's going to win and who's not going to win, is it already set up or they, 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 they actually battle well, we it? We just had her on. We should have asked all I that. Didn't you can't ask me. Ask. I don't know. No, but I didn't want to ask her like, listen, Ugh. is this for real? Okay, because so, she might be offended. What if it's super for real? So we need part two, behind the scenes, BTS of the WWE. Because I think me growing up, the Lucha Libre that are Carlitos Colon against Abdullah or the, the Invader and all that, 100% to me was real. I'll see blood all the time. They'll take a fork. His his forehead was destroyed because of forks and spoons and they will use like tools and what yeah, the heck? I swear to you. Why are y'all stabbing and each other with forks? Stabbing. That's what goes on in the Puerto Rican wrestling circuit? Yes. Unless it was all fake, but I will remember oh, and his his forehead was destroyed. This is intense. So I don't know if nowadays all right, we'll get part like John two. Cena and all that, the twin girls, like are they actually fighting and knocking themselves out or is it like one, two, three, I'm going to punch you but then we have a choreography and then we go back to fighting but then like how, My how does it work? My understanding is a combination of all of that. Got it. We need to have her back for part two. I don't have the answers. How come you didn't ask? How come you didn't ask? 
You were doing all the You're questions. You were the one that had that question. You just had that question. All right. <laughs> because I, she's Is a rock it? star and she's incredible. Yeah, I don't want to be she's like, crushing it. so tell me, like, do you really get beat? She's I didn't want to ask. But all anyway, right. she was amazing. Everybody check her out. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to write us a review and tell us what you think. If you want to follow us on Instagram, check us out at he said, ella dijo, or send us an email, Eric and Ross at iHeartRadio.com. He said, ella dijo, is part of iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. See you next time. Bye. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.